your crown Come on, y'all, let's turn up the sound uh, If it's slide and put it on back Yeah, that's right, put it on track This is the crown It's your girl, Face Patrice, and we are back with another episode of Crowns. And today I have a special co-host, my friend and sister, <laughs> Courtney. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm just so excited to actually do this podcast with you. So let me give you a little background. Courtney hypes me up, okay? <laughs> this is the sister that you need that encourages you and is about her business. So you know, I try. I try. <laughs> I do what I can, you know? <laughs> She will soon be doctor. Yeah, that's the thing that's going to happen in my life, allegedly. <laughs> and just all around goals. So I'm just grateful for our friendship. Thank you, girl. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> so royalty family, a lot has happened over these two weeks. So let's get into it with Fancy Star. <laughs> So we are officially 13 days into 2019. So I had an episode where I talked about closing out 2018. Like it's not too late to collect your blessings. And I just hope everybody continue with that mindset into 2019. And health is wealth. You know, we are starting off on a really good foot personally. I mean, the world is in shambles, but... (laughs) disarray honey armageddon is among us like for real i'm sure if i look up the road it's gonna be a forest fire like but that's why it's so important just to have your own sanity and just things in line and goals that you want i have been on a health journey like all my life i want to (laughs) say i mean courtney since you met me i have not been on a health journey (laughs) I ain't going to put you out there in front of your (laughs) listeners, so... It's okay. (laughs) I know my truth. You've come a long way. I have. I have. And that's why I say, like, I'm starting off really good on the right foot. And I fasted, like, the first week. So, I just feel, like, I told you, my skin is, like... You're glowing, It's getting the effects of this... I did celery juice. It's really nasty. But, apparently, it's going to help. I have adrenal fatigue, and it's supposed to help... With that, I will say I had a little bit of improvement as far as energy, but other than that, I'm not doing it another week because it's nasty. I mean, what is what is supposed to be the benefits of that? It's supposed to, like, give you energy. It's supposed to help your skin. I really just looked at it because of the adrenal effects of benefits. It's supposed to help you, like, what is it, work properly? Like, what is that word that I'm trying? Work properly. <laughs> That's the word I got. <laughs> Balance. It's supposed oh. to balance your adrenal glands. So that has been my personal goals into 2019. But I know that when you are healthy, mind, body, and spirit, everything else kind of falls in line. You know. That is so true. Like, just last week, like, I had to check myself because I was finding that, like, when my personal life is trash, my work life sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm a teacher, so... I can't take that energy into my classroom because then my students are looking at me like, Miss Wilson, you all right? You good? Right. We're just going to sit quiet while you get yourself together. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I don't want them. Like, these are their years where they're supposed to be learning. Yeah. And I don't want them to learn, you know, negative work habits and negative personal habits from me because I feel like 
what I bring to them is what they're going to take into the world. Like, just think about your teacher. Yeah. And like you said, health is wealth. Like, I've really been trying to make sure that I am mentally healthy because I was finding that it's breaking me down physically. Um, mm-hmm. Having all of the things that I have going on in my life, school and work and autumn and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, being healthy and finding healthy ways to cope on a daily basis is critical. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, well, I've been a vegetarian, you know, for quite some time. I think I'm coming up on my nine-month anniversary. However, I had a slip, like, in August. So I just kind of, like, stopped there. So at that point, it was six months. But then I started again. So that's why I think I'm coming up on nine months of being a vegetarian. But anyway... I noticed that, like, I used to be so forgetful. Like, what did I come in this room for again? <laughs> Why did I come downstairs again? But practicing this has made me, like, improve my memory. Um, those just little things that I just try to keep and do. Drinking water. Jesus. <laughs> Talk about it. I'm trying to do a gallon a day. I do, like, a liter and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do water, like, Every other day. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. So try. I give myself a dollar every time mm-hmm. I drink water. Mm-hmm. I got like $10. Okay. But, you know, okay. it's 10 more dollars than I had last week. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. That's true. Yeah, I like that. I might have to take you up on that. One of our other line sisters talked about writing down vows. I like that because I don't have time to do a vision board. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not happening. I did it a couple of years ago, but it takes so long. Mm-hmm. You came to the vision board party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You I were still there have my like... vision board. Oh, really? Did you accomplish anything on your vision board? I accomplished 90% of what was on wow. that vision board. That 10% is that money part, girl. Amazing. <laughs> but you're doing that because you've got somebody. But still. Yeah. That uh, being financially stable to me is healthy to me yeah like I put that in the same category as mental health physical health and like we were talking about this last night like when my finances aren't aren't straight it just packs on everything else it's like I'm already having a bad day and I only got five dollars yeah so it's trying to find that balance and understand that I'm working toward it. Like I told you, I've been going to my financial advisor and praise God for her. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she has gotten me together to the point where I'm like, I really could have figured this out on my own, mm-hmm. but thank you for helping me out. Her name is Danica Royster, by the way. But yeah, I think turning 30, which may sound cliche, turning 30 really made me get, on my grind yeah and take better care of myself in all aspects because i'm raising a daughter i'm Mm -hmm. raising a black future black woman in this world Mm -hmm. and i don't want her i want to i want her to grow up with the tools that she needs to go out here and be successful without struggling and thinking about bills and student loans and this that and the third like i want to i want her to not only be school smart i want her to be financially smart i want yes. her to be personally smart mm-hmm. like in all areas so i felt that <laughs> girl down deep down I in your that. spirit i did i mean because i mean i struggle with that i feel like my parents gave me everything socially everything like go get your educational goals all that 
But financially, where was that course? Missing in action, honey. We yeah. like that was not an elective that we chose. <laughs> <It was not. laughs> like, Nobody signed us up for that. And I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, I don't think that it's really known about in the black community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of something you just kind of deal with. And you see people do it, and I never see my parents really struggle, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they never struggled, you know? And then here I am as an adult, and I'm like, okay, did y'all not go to this part of life? Because <laughs> I need this. And I really had to get my finances in order, too, so I understand that. Girl, I used to be mad at my mom, like, why did you let me sign up for all these student loans, and why did you let me do this, and why didn't you tell me about that? But you can't tell somebody something you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. And... It's crazy that, like, me and my mom, like, I introduced my mom to being more financially stable. Okay. And it used to bother me, like, why am I, like, I'm the child. Yeah, You're child. supposed to be telling me these <laughs> yeah. things. But, like, it's just something that she genuinely didn't know. And I'm sure that when Autumn gets my age, she's going to look back and be like, well, mom, why didn't you tell me about this? And mm-hmm. just something that I may have missed or overlooked or whatever. And so I like being able to take this financial journey with my mom and both of us being able to be more financially sound together. I ain't saying I'm a millionaire. Okay. <laughs> but you on your way, girl. Claim that. But I, I'm i able to look at my debt and not get overwhelmed anymore mm-hmm. because I know that I'm taking the steps to tackle it and it's possible. Yeah. Like I, I know what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was just looking at it like, so who pay these bills? Okay. What pole do I need to go slide down? <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> let's go on the corner of victory, you know. I'm twerking down, y'all. <laughs> do some so y'all know. To change. Like, I was thinking of all types of ways, you know, furniture I could sell. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like, one time my mom, I bought a furniture. I brought a couch. And I was like, oh, my God, they are killing me. I thought like I was never going to pay this couch off. And my mom was like, yeah, you never get a couch finance. Why didn't you tell me this before I bought the couch? I did not know. (laughs) I paid the couch off, you know, but I just like, what was missing? Like that gap. I just think sometimes they expect us to know, but how do we know when we've never been taught? So I appreciate you saying you're raising a daughter and you're going to teach her these things. Because I promise when I have a child, I plan to do the same thing. But something else that I noticed that is probably true of your mom too, like when they look at us, they feel like we got it together. Yeah. So they assume that we just already know these things and that we don't really need to be told. And so when they tell us after the fact, then we're like, girl, what? What? Where was this information $25,000 ago? So uh, I think with us being as strong as we are, yeah. A lot of people assume that we already know things or we already know how to do things. And that's not the case. We mm-hmm. just, you know, do a good job of figuring it out on our own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, with that, guys, 13 days in, we got how many days? 300 and... Please don't ask me to do math 50. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Some days to get it together. And I think Courtney said something very profound. Taking the steps. Like, tomorrow is not all going to be figured out. And the way we want it in our plan, we got to take the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for that. All right. It's some juicy topics. Oh, boy. We just kind of talked about this. Pastor John Gray. 
So let me give you a little background. Please. The, I don't. Yeah. There was a video that surfaced where he kind of, it was a clip. Mm-hmm. I watched it on YouTube. And he was talking to the congregation about, like, overcoming some different things. And he asked his wife to come up and thanked her for her support. Pretty much admitting to having, being in adultery, adultery with his wife. Having an affair. He didn't go into details, but she did. She said, you think I'm going to leave my husband because 16-year-old John came out when another woman came around? That's not her words verbatim, but that's what she said. She used 16-year-old John. There was a video recently that was on Facebook, and Pastor T.D. Jakes came out and prayed over him and said, you know, you might not see it. I know you want to talk about some things privately, but the anointing won't allow me to be private. And I know you had a rough 2018 and talked about suicide, and he pretty much fell out. In the midst of all that, he brought his wife, like a Roy's Royce, a nice car. I don't want to put a Roy's Royce out there. I don't know what it is, but a very nice car. And I don't know how recent the adultery took place. I don't know how, when the accusations or when he decided to put that video about that to his congregation, if that was this year, last year, I don't know. But the fact that all this has happened in sequence like that, and now you're getting prayer, I don't. It's concerning to me because you're a pastor in front of a church. Saving souls. You've been on sister circle talking about your rib. And jackets and coats <laughs> and parkas and ponchos and sweatshirts. These are the people that are molding our community and people look up to. Like You're in a relationship. I'm single out here. And there's so much focus on rearing a woman to be a wife. But what are they doing for these men? Because these are the men that they're calling to be our potential husbands. That is honestly the one thing that really grinds my gears about all of these self-help books (laughs) and all of these men coming out telling women how to be wives, but nobody's telling these men how to be husbands. Mm -hmm. Nobody's telling these men how to be fathers. Nobody's telling these men how to be productive citizens in society. Right. Like, I feel like we have, we have, as a society has made it so, not all of them, but there's like this ongoing rhetoric that we are to rally around them. Mm-hmm. Who's rallying around us? Yep. Like, we are being your coat, meanwhile we out here in the, in the freezing cold, shivering, soaking wet. That's right, he did say coat. <laughs> I can't get off of that coat. I'm sorry. You're right. I, I can I cannot. Girl, when he called her a coat, I said, what? I said, and this is why I deleted my social media, because I don't need this in my like, life. Like, no, seriously. But I just, I don't know if I don't see it because I'm not looking for it, or if I don't see it because I'm not their target demographic, but I just don't see men being held to the same standard as women absolutely and it's frustrating as a woman who is trying to do everything that she can to make sure that she is mentally stable yep and then also having to deal with 
other people's foolishness and other people's baggage simply because you were told that I'm supposed to support you and be your rib and your coat and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, and I'm not saying people don't go through things, pastors, leaders, whatever capacity you play, but at what point do you step away and say, I have to get myself together because I have stepped away from my teaching, my practice, and I need time because hurt people hurt people. Like, when do you, when do you keep your business your business? Exactly. Like, I understand you're the leader of a church, and there's a way to get your point across or get a story told in a manner that, number one, doesn't put all your business out there, and number two, doesn't leave more questions than answers. Because we have more questions than answers right. now, sir, and, mm-hmm. and you're not really... Like, there may be members of your congregation who are in the exact same situation you are. Mm -hmm. And you kind of told the men how they're to be supported by their women, but have you told the women how to get through that type of situation? How did you get to a point where you were able to forgive your husband? How did you get to a point where you were able to overcome it? How did you support your wife in that, Mm -hmm. in your mess up? I'm still that was looking good. for that conversation. Yeah, because she got on the mic like, I'm not leaving my husband. You think I'm leaving because 60-year-old John came out? Uh-uh. I said some things that I didn't need to say. Okay, girl, what did you say? Because these are the things that could be saving, sorry, saving marriages and relationships. How do you not end up in that situation? If you want to put your business out there. Because now you put it to the for- forefront for us to listen and be in it. We have to be there. Now we all in it. Now we all in it. Like, <laughs> step into the light. Let us know. Like, give us the details. Yeah. I just, I was very, and it doesn't have to be, he's just somebody that's out there now, Pastor John Gray. And it doesn't just have to be in ministry. Other people play capacity. You're 45. He needs a psych evaluation. Ooh, child. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. I mean, any capacity that you play, if something is going on, in your personal life where it's affecting what you are trying to touch a community in some way how do you work through that and not affect the people around you think that goes right back to what you were saying about being mentally healthy like you can't help other people if you don't help yourself first that's right like what do they say on the airplane put your gas put your mask on first First, that's right (laughs) put your mask on first before you go helping other people Mm -hmm. like take care of yourself first and that's something i'm learning right now Mm -hmm. i can't raise autumn if i'm out here passed out on the floor because i've lost my mind with all the things going on like you have to help your you need to get that set straight first before you step onto the stage and start telling other people how to live their lives. Life. Exactly. Like, you can give me all the advice you want, but it just uh, the delivery. Yeah. The delivery is what rubs me the wrong way. Like I see what you were trying to say mm-hmm. and I see where you were trying to go. And because, you know, I'm able to step back and be like, Okay, I see the message, but the delivery was not there. The uh, I, I saw his video. That's the only clip I've seen. But I did not see, like, an apologetic clip from him. And that's disappointing as well. Like, I was like, y'all, I messed up. He ain't said nothing. <laughs> he got so much to say about everything else. But mm-hmm. quiet. Silent. And then to go into suicide, it's never anything to take lightly. But don't play on that either. That's all I can say. I don't know that man, so I can't say that he's 
for real he has a plan or what and if he is suicidal i hope they get him the help that he needs but don't use it as a clutch or as a way to get out because you stirred the pot girl stirred it like gumbo struggling on it i mean i i have so many feelings about people in the public eye who pick and choose the personal parts of their lives they want to let us in on you see Beyonce ain't out here telling all her business, nope. but yet I'm still going out buying lemonade. Yeah, yep. <laughs> You know, like it's all to me personally, it's all in the delivery. Yeah. We're going to keep him lifted. <laughs> I might have could have left him for righteous and ratchet because he was off the chain. <sighs> so next topic <laughs> is sin and Joe Budden. So I sent the link to you because I wanted you to see the proposal. So royalty family, Joe Budden proposed to his longtime girlfriend and baby's mother, Sinathian, I think is her name. Sinathian. Sin Santana. Sin Santana. <laughs> you forever messing up a name, Lord. <laughs> and she was sitting in the audience. He was like, prove that you love me. He pulled out a box and told her to come on stage. So how did you feel about it? I didn't. Like, I, I did not feel a way about it at all. Her. Who's the other? Kimbella. Yeah. It's, it's another one I'm thinking of. And it's just like, I, I don't feel a way. Like, I, I don't feel no way about it one way or the other. That's your business. <laughs> because she has made a point to say, I go to all his podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I so, I mean, he proposed to you in the manner that you wanted. Because that's the behavior you display. I mean. I thought it, it was cute. You did? It was cute. Okay. I I guess I watched it again. I, I might have felt that way. But I just didn't think it was intimate. I thought it was for show. And I didn't... I don't watch Love & Hip Hop anymore. Like, I used to love it. I catch it when I can. If it's on, like, you know, I'm turning TV on. I'm usually doing something else. But who has time to watch TV anymore? <laughs> but <laughs> I was on Instagram and K. Kendall, mm-hmm. who gives the, like, reviews on mm-hmm. the show... There was one part where they were sitting at the table and Joe and Sin were sitting there and she's like, you're not spending enough time with me. Relationship kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what? He was just not empathetic. And that's kind of what I got from the engagement. Like, I know you're going to say yes. What's up? You ready to do this thing or not? Come on up here. She likes it. I love it. She seems very cool with it. I... I <laughs> I wish y'all could see my body language because like, <laughs> like, I'm trying I to find the words, but it's like, um, oh, this thing you probably think about Safari and Erica Mena. Didn't see that. I purposely didn't see it. I saw it. Uh, I saw somebody talk about it. I saw the video posted. I did not watch it I didn't because see number one, how did they get it together? How did yeah, they get together? How did they get together? Mona, <laughs> what check did you cut? Because come on. Yeah, I didn't see the engagement. I just knew that they were engaged. And it was very quick because I knew she was in a relationship. I was just like, what is going on? But they favored to me, Sin and Erica Mena. But they were together at one point. So they both have found love. In a hopeless place. I, <laughs> Ooh, but this leads me to our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everybody has seen the series. Of surviving R. Kelly, mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about just lost women. So I'm getting the creepy crawlies. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched all six parts, sweetheart. Oh my goodness! Like I just caught up on the last one, so 
So I'm all caught up. Okay. And I watched it at night. So I had nightmares. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> you didn't like the pie pie for R&B? I personally felt creepy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I knew all this. I heard all this stuff. I was watching a YouTuber go over it. And I think he summed up how I felt perfectly. He was like, we knew all this stuff, but we didn't take it seriously. But why didn't we take it seriously? And that's like a weird like space to be in. Like, what about me back then? Like, laughed at that. Thought it was funny. Thought... Uh, him and Aaliyah being married and her being 15 was like nothing to take seriously well one we're adults now when, we, <laughs> when that first came out we were in our teens ourselves so we weren't that wasn't our business Oof. you know what I mean I, I've always known that they were married I don't think I ever really questioned her age because she was good with it yeah. now now that I'm adult I stopped listening to R. Kelly maybe like five years ago when some more allegations because he was acquitted in 2008 i was 18 mm-hmm. so i was still listening because that's when um ignition came out and all that but when he did that backyard again on bet i don't know i think i went and listened to his music and i was like i'm not listening to this man no more that was like maybe three or four years ago maybe not so much as five i think that music itself can kind of suck us in and we not so much worried about his personal life, like separating the artist from the art. But it's only so much that you can do because I'm not putting money in his pocket. And watching this series, before I say this, I want everybody to give everybody some grace, okay? <laughs> before we say that, because it's such a hard topic to talk about, especially talk about victims and people who have survived sexual assault or some type of physical or verbal abuse. And I've never been victimized, so I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. I think everybody has been in a past relationship where both maybe have said things verbally, but can we say that's abuse? I don't know. I was never in a situation where I could not leave. Mm -hmm. Watching this in detail, I was just kind of shocked that it had gone on for so long. Now, I know sometimes when you're in it, you, you feel like you can't get out. You might feel like you're not worthy, you know, but being silent and not talking to anybody or not seeking help, was very hard to watch and take in. <sighs> One thing I saw yesterday in the news that I also saw on the documentary, when the parents were standing outside the studio and they called the cops for a well visit, a well check, mm-hmm. and the police were basically saying that unless somebody opens the door, there's nothing we can do. But then I read on the news yesterday that the police are forcing a well check. So it's like, now that this documentary has come out, come out now the police are taking it seriously, mm-hmm. which makes me kind of understand that maybe these girls were speaking, some of them were speaking out at some point. Because we didn't even hear about the girl who said, who's accusing him of giving her herpes. Okay. Like, we didn't hear about her until this. this but she said out. she's had a an ongoing suit. So it's like, maybe they did a really good job of making sure this stays out of the press. That's true. Maybe not getting the press that they deserve because we do know that missing black women and abused black women are not heard half as much as white women like there are just so many underlying factors that could affect why we haven't heard about it why they may or may not have spoken out about it 
It's a tangled web. Yeah. <laughs> One where this is all true. I listened to the song, I admit, after the series because I have ne- I didn't even know it was out. And he pretty much, he knows all the allegations that are against him and he said, I admit it. So it's true. And I do think like the girls that are recently, the girl who told her story about a recent situation with him and then the savages i remember them i remember when they came out on the press and then they talked about the shadow i didn't see that but i didn't believe her story because she really kind of didn't answer the questions that were being asked of her but questioning the parents somebody promised you a record deal and you sold your soul or your child's soul you allowed them to go you know, at one point it was okay, but then you stopped hearing from them. You were talking to somebody else who said they will keep in contact with you when they on the road. You ain't seen a check. You signed your right yes. to your child over to a representative of the record company. Mm-hmm. Not thinking about the fact that this person might also be in cahoots with Robert. Yep. It was just a lot for a time. And the girl, Dominique, at the end of it, it said that she had went back. So, manipulation, brainwash, that's real. Very real. Very real. You were free and you decided to go back. But then she came back again. What what broke my heart before that, though, is when they were showing that TMZ clip with her and the other girl. Mm -hmm. And the girl was talking and Dominique was standing off to the side. Like, looking around, looking like, girl, we finna get caught. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't imagine seeing my child on TMZ not looking any way like I left her mm-hmm. and not being able to do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. But what changes for some girls to be able to leave and then some girls not? Because the, the young lady who said she was 33 at the time, she's like, I packed my bags and I left. But she did say I was calling him because I didn't think that I could do it. But he never picked up the phone. He allowed her to leave. So what changed? And it, it was two girls, I believe, on a documentary that said they just left. Manipulation is real. Mm-hmm. Like that's if I didn't learn anything else from that documentary, I learned manipulation is real. And there are some people who are clearly more susceptible to being manipulated than others. Yeah. And you got to be a, a super sick predator. To be able to sniff somebody out like that. Like a bloodhound. Like Mm -hmm. that. That creeps me out man. Like creeps me out. Like I I couldn't sleep after I watched that. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have watched it at night. (laughs) Probably shouldn't have watched it in the dark. Probably shouldn't have watched it by myself. Yeah. So yeah I had to watch some cartoons after after (laughs) that. (laughs) And I think that was. That's a good part. At 16. 17. 15. We are discovering who we are, and you're becoming a woman, like, physically, but you still have a mind of a child. Mm -hmm. So he will purposely go after these girls to mold them. Okay, you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Let me pray on that, and I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm your daddy. And just imagine being a girl without a daddy. Exactly. And then it's R. Kelly. Exactly. And then he has money. And then you're 14, 15, 16. Like, who was all together at 14, 15, 16? Not, not I. I. Not, I don't think I got my life together until I was 25. I didn't get my life together until I was 30. 
So like, let's just, I was not an adult till last year. <laughs> let's just be real. I, I just, I get that. And he, he, they stay with him. One girl said, you know, they been with me for 15 years, 15 years. He really said he's somebody daddy. And they're trying to say, you know, he was touched, but this is why it's so important for people to seek help when they need help. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to keep victimizing other people doing the same thing that was done to you. Yeah. It's, it, we got to get this whole stigma around mental health out of yes. the way. Like, it's perfectly fine to go tell a stranger all your innermost thoughts. Because guess what? They don't know you. Exactly. <laughs> and they might give you some tools to help you where you don't have to rot in jail the rest of your life. Because he's going to jail. You're going to jail, sir. <laughs> You're going it. to jail. Would you rather sit on the, the couch a couple of times than sit there and go to jail? It's over. It also told me that sex has power. I Just mean, like, whoever y'all decide to lay down with, that's your business. But just know, I believe in soul ties. Sex has power. They were saying different things that they were doing or, or weren't doing. Like, she said she was an older girl and she was having sex with a 14-year-old girl. I'm sorry. I, I'm not interested. Especially, you know, <sighs> a sexual transmitted disease that I know you have. That's on the same girl. They really was messing with the same girl. Because they both are infected. All of them. Huh. Light bulb. I never would have made that connection. <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't know if they came out when they both were infected, but it's very interesting. Like, a lot of these things, R. Kelly wrote a lot of his music off of experiences in his life. And we, like... And I can't, like... And that's why I wonder how, like... I want to know how people are able to still listen to that music and not picture him singing to a child. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, that. Have I you can't. ever seen a tape? Probably. I've never seen a tape. No, oh, yeah, you're not going to see that in 2019. <laughs> but I, I probably saw it, like, when it came like when it came out when I was younger. Okay. I could only imagine. I mean, the girls when they were talking about it were crying. So, I've never seen it, but I can imagine how it would be. I don't know why. I just kind of going on YouTube and, like, watching different interviews and like Neo said, he was he was crazy. He could walk in the hallway when he was walking down the hallway. I've just been watching everything. I've been so into this R. Kelly. What really blows my mind is it, this thing is so messy, but so many people knew about it. Yes. Like so many people. And I Googled the other day. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called bystander syndrome or something like that where a situation is happening and everybody is watching it but nobody says anything because they feel like somebody else will call or somebody else will call the police or somebody else will say something and i really think yep bystander effect i really think that's what happened Uh like all of these people were cool with where they were they were cool with the money they were getting Uh and they figured I mean, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to mess up what I got going on, but somebody else will say something. Mm-hmm. And 15, 20 years later, here we are. He said he forged somebody that worked with him. Aaliyah's age or signature like, when she was 18. Like, they helped this man. But he said he was broke now because he had to pay so many people off. 
Just, he said he got no goals. That's he not tiring. You don't get tired. Read. And that, is he gay? I mean, they tried bisexual. to insinuate that. I got that too. With the Dominique girl. Yeah, being a boy toy and watching some of these other interviews, they said he had a little man friend named Bubba and they would have sexual encounters. Wait, what? <laughs> That's what they said. Where's my phone? <laughs> I say that to watch later. <laughs> I have to send you the link, but yes, it's very interesting. Oh. R. Kelly, male lover, Bubba. See, mm. I'll be watching this later. I think he really needs help, but it fell on the shoulders of everybody who knew about it, continued to do it, and. The parents need to take some responsibility in this. I hope that they get justice for the things that happen to their children. Absolutely. But they have to take some responsibility. Everybody is responsible. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, at the end of the day, R. Kelly is number one. He is. But underneath him, there are tears of people who also need to take some form of responsibility for what has happened. It went on for too long too long and his music has skyrocketed since the documentary not surprised mm-hmm. just like people hate watch the kardashians yeah i'm sure they hate listening to r kelly just to hear what he's talking about yeah that's what happened it's fine i i'm sure i have a cd or something somewhere if i really want to hear it that bad i don't uh I thought I wanted to hear um, Ignition, and I was like, it ain't even all that. He really don't have, he, I mean, I can't take away the things that he did, but his voice is not immaculate. <laughs> For me personally, it just, certain songs take me to a certain place in mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's tainted. Thanks, yeah. Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thank Appreciate that. <laughs> You're great. You're awesome. <sighs> So that's all in fancy thoughts. See, it'd be so much going on in the world. I'm reading this story. I was going to put this on like the health and wealth section, but it's called You Can Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It has like different exercises in it. Like I should, my body does this, get my mind together, dealing with different thoughts and just changing perspective on life. And I have had to like just step away because Work is not going to kill me. Please don't let it. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. And sometimes I bring it home, but just kind of seeing how I can focus on passions as well as life, social, work, and still be sane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. It's been so important. And this book is so good. It's called <laughs> You Can Hear Your Life by Louise Hay. I got it for like $2. Well, the nerd in me also has a book. Okay. It was a book I was actually forced to read um, working on my EDS. But. Because she's degreed. Okay. You finished? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by David Allen. And when I tell you, it has literally changed how I focus my energy, Mm -hmm. how I schedule my days what I choose to do and when like um one part of the book speaks specifically to like your three minute task your five minute task and your task beyond that and 
like checking email. If that's if you can get that email answered in less than three minutes, do it. Wow. If you can get um, response to this voicemail in less than three minutes, do it. And I think having tiered my task now has really helped me stay, like you said, stay sane mm-hmm. and get things actually done. Mm-hmm. Because I was finding that I was trying to get everything done and this window of time when it's just not possible yeah. and being able to prioritize and ironically I was on Snapchat before I deleted it mm-hmm. and I was watching this Rick Ross video mm-hmm. and he said I gotta get it done I may have thought it was gonna take 10 minutes and it took me an hour but I got it done Wow. and all that matters is I got it done and we moving on to the next thing and I said you know what Ricky Ross did <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I need that. I need that. I, I think we get really down on ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. when we feel like I'm going to sit down today and I'm going to edit this podcast and get it out. And it takes you a little longer than you thought or it runs over into the next day. And we kind of get bogged down into what we didn't do versus what we did actually do. Yeah. And I think just acknowledging what we get done and not harping on what we don't get done really helps you appreciate like you out here doing it girl doing it yeah (laughs) yeah I love that because I know I think there's more than 24 hours in a day and I constantly tell myself there are there is only 24 days 24 days (laughs) 24 hours in a day so when I get to work I prioritize okay I write down what I'm gonna do for the day what needs to be done like you said, check them emails, boom, bada, bing, and I'm done. I feel like when I do that, I kind of set the tone mm-hmm. of my day. When I don't have that time, I'm in chaos. Like, what do I have yes. to do again? <laughs> so prioritizing my task for the day when I, in the morning, is very important for me. Even on a weekend, like, okay, what has to be done? Laundry needs to be done. If I don't, I'll be all over the place. Running around fire. Also... <laughs> The time I talked about this on my last podcast, Courtney was the one that showed me that you could do this on your phone, like scheduling social media time. Social media scrolling takes so much time, (laughs) but when you use social media appropriately, you'll be fine. So I have a 15 minute timer. That's it. All throughout the day. That's why I got it from this book. (laughs) Oh, did you? Amazing. It's it's a part in there that says... Set a timer for yourself. Okay. Like, no matter what the task is, set a timer. When that timer is up, you drop what you're doing and you go on to the next thing. Because, girl, you can scroll on Instagram all day long, oh, honey, and dang. fall into the explore page. <laughs> That's it. That's why I ain't been on Instagram since October 2017. <laughs> really? Yes. Courtney, I need you to get back on Instagram. After graduation, I will be back on social media but like instagram had to go first because when i tell you i would wake up and check instagram i would go fall asleep on instagram i'll be driving checking instagram like that would that had to go okay then i kept facebook and snapchat because to me it's facebook and snapchat it's only but so So much yeah you could do but like two weeks ago i decided that i deleted snapchat off my phone and I still have Messenger because that's how I contact like my older family members because apparently they like Messenger and not actual text messages. Some people love Facebook. Older people love Facebook. <sighs> but I only do Facebook on my laptop. 
Okay. And so. Oh, that's a good When tip. are you ever actually. See, on your laptop, <laughs> on Facebook. I like that. So, yeah. I may check Facebook. I found I may check it like maybe twice a day with it just being on my laptop. Yeah, I like that. I I know, like, I get DMs throughout the day, and people be like, I take so long. At least get to it 24 hours. But that's why, guys, <laughs> my 15 minutes is up for the day. <laughs> Sorry. I get to you when I get there. It'd be like a day late, but I do respond. And it has really been beneficial because it just takes so much time. And it just allows you to focus on yourself yeah, and not other people. And that's been really beneficial, like work-life balance. What do you want over your life? And then structuring your time is what I would classify as and taking breaks. So you and I are workaholics. Like, we're going to get it done. <laughs> I Like, I get two 15-minute breaks at work. I never use them. I was never using but 2019 I'm taking breaks I need that time I'll try I need that time I need to take a break a breather whether it's to pray whether it's to read a devotion whether it is just to sit there with my eyes closed for 15 minutes I'm going to do it because that could be that recharge that you need for the day because when I leave work sometimes I'm exhausted but maybe I need that 30 minutes to 15 minute intervals to regroup and refocus and realize. I hear you. That's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But that is a good idea. Do you have the Fitbit or you have Fitbit or Apple Watch? Mm-hmm. You can set on there like breathe. So I do that, but it's like one minute. You can change it. But at least you have the or something, a reminder on your phone or something like that to say, it's time for your break. My break be like in the gym. No, you need that too. You need a break at work. Even at home, do you sometimes... Do you know what I have to do to not be bothered at work? I'm sure at home you have a baby. You be in the bathroom just sitting in the bathroom sometimes. And you want to know what happens? (laughs) Mama! Mama! (laughs) Ain't no use in the bathroom by yourself, man, okay? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I mean, it was something... Mm-hmm. All I'm asking for everybody is 10 minutes. I will go, I will commit to sitting in my car for 15 minutes. Okay. Oh, 15. I love it. I love it. Just, just do that for yourself and give yourself kudos for what you did accomplish throughout the day. Cause see right now, like when I sit in my car, I do work in the car. See? <laughs> I have my laptop. <laughs> well, how do you separate work? From home. Like teacher work? Any type of work. Oh, teacher work doesn't come home. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't do school work in the house. Like unless I'm just ra- randomly have some time. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and work on a lesson plan. But like I don't feel pressed to do work at home. Okay. I stopped doing that a long, long, long ago for many reasons. Um, But school work, mm-hmm. I think because I'm so close to graduation and I don't want to give ODU another $397 for a dissertation credit, I think that is why I'm unable to, like, take a break at home. Because I'm like, this 15 minutes that I'm sitting in my car, I could really be analyzing an interview. I could be writing a paragraph. 
I could be coding some words. So that's going to be a, a struggle, but I'm going to try. I'm going to make an effort. I, I'm going to make an effort. Thank you. Even if it's not every day, once this week, try it. I'm going to text you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I'm on my break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have had to learn to do that work life, like, leave it at home, leave it at work, and I bring it home. It took me a very long time because I just sometimes feel like my paperwork, I'm, like, drowned in it. And it takes up on my weekends. And then I'm, like, ugh. Like I'm groggy going into the week because I feel like I worked all weekend. I've learned what I don't get done just won't get done unless it is something that is a deadline that's very important. Yeah. You know, I will definitely get that done. I will. Sometimes it does take long nights. You just have to get it done. But some things, because if I die tomorrow, my job is going to continue. Yeah, they hire somebody right on after you. So I just had to say, okay. Let me take a step back. It, it'll be okay. And it'll just get done when I get back. Taking vacations are, is important. You know, I'll be quick to get on Girl, a plane. Girl, you always going somewhere. <laughs> and another thing I will say with work-life balance is like playing to your strengths. So, it's been really hard for me to like outsource like assistance when I need it. What really grinds my gears is people like, well, I'm always here for you. Yes. Just Ooh, call me girl. when you need me. And then I call you when I need you. What? Huh? <laughs> well, uh, can we do it next weekend? Because I was about to go to the store. Ooh, girl, you preaching. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. And this is why I don't call you. <laughs> With outsourcing assistance, finding a mentor in work, and personally have been beneficial to me because I not only work through my experiences or talk about ways that I could be better but running it through somebody else who has been there and understands my thoughts mm -hmm. has been really helpful yeah um, and just kind of guide me into making better decisions also when fear or self-doubt or anxiety creeps in you know do some work on your mental health such as meditation or reading those things help spend time with myself and just kind of lift me up. Cause my anxiety is off the roof. I know I've talked about that before. And my last tip was being realistic at the end of each working day. You know, I just kind of do some reflection. Ask myself, how was work today? What didn't work? Was there an issue? How did I fix it? And if it was conflict, let it go. I'm not going to talk about work all night mm -hmm. but also like spreading out your grievances like not dumping it all on one person oh that was really good because <laughs> i was finding that i was running to the same person all the time and it's like am i thinking about the fact that this person might want to you know vent to me every once in a while mm -hmm. or maybe just not want to hear what i have to say right now today or not be in the mental space to deal with what i'm dealing with right now Wow. How did you realize that? They were just getting, like, being real dry? Somebody else was doing it to me. Okay. And I was like, bruh, every single issue this person has, they bring it to me. And then I was like, I do the same thing to so-and-so. So. Are you exhausted? Yeah. Like, it was to the point where I 
had put this person's text messages on um, no alerts. point to stop okay we have made it to the last segment of the show righteous and ratchet okay i have two quotes today that i love that i think went with the segment and the first one is people have a lot to say about the lives they've never lived oh jesus that's what <laughs> That touched me personally. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, until you walk in somebody's shoes, you just never know what that person is dealing with inside. And this was for all the victims of, you know, R. Kelly and everybody, anybody else who's been victimized. I don't know everything that went on every night. All I can do is hope. That you experience the love that you deserve as a person. I know personally for me, people look on the outside looking in. They like you said earlier, people think you got it all together. I ain't saying I'm drowning over here and I don't <laughs> got it together and I'm about to go jump off a building. But there are aspects of my life that I got to get together. Mm-hmm. I think people really have to give people some grace and just live their own lives and understand your opinion. I like that. Give people grace. Mm-hmm. Is not necessarily needed. <laughs> like, if, if somebody doesn't ask you or it's not warranted, you don't need, or you didn't go looking for it, you and don't need And if it's not coming from a place, uh, like I said, what are your intentions? Yeah. What is your intent behind the advice or feedback you're giving me? If it's not coming from a place of help and it's just coming from a place of I'm just going to tell you my opinion, you keep that, girl. Right. Keep it. Right. And the last quote. Let your glow up be physical, financial, mental, and spiritual. Let it confuse, terrify, and astound all who are against you. Can we just end the podcast right there? <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about mental health and like physical and, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And I just really love that because I think the world is in chaos and so many things tear other people down, especially women. So whatever you have, make sure you are able to stand on your own. You're able to be physically, mentally fit, financially. Woo! Let's claim that claim part financially set so you're not worried about everybody else, what nobody else got going on, the naysayers, the haters. You're not, you don't even care about that. You're just worried about yourself. And I really like that. It's a good quote. Make sure you send me those things. Okay. I also want to encourage all the royalty family, if you have any stories that you want to be read or you want me to answer, please send them to crownpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll see you next episode.